On this week's episode, we're giving you our NBA playoff predictions, our NBA and NHL award predictions. We also get into the MLS season and the NFL Combine. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 9, Season 2 of Points and Penalties. For all our listeners, we'd like to remind you to please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For our viewers on YouTube, please be sure to subscribe to our channel by clicking the PMP button in the bottom right-hand corner of this video right here. No matter how you check out Points and Penalties, please give us a like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Points and Penalties. Once again, my name is Josh. With me are my co-hosts, Kevin, Jesse, and Peter. Kev, starting with you again. Surprise, surprise. Price, price. What are you drinking tonight? Well, I only grabbed it because when I saw the can, it had that uh, kind of a logo going on, which was pretty cool. I didn't see the front of it, and I went, "Ooh, that looks that looks nice." But it's a electrotonic juniper. Uh, it's a beer with gin with some botanicals. Uh, it's an Eastbound Brewing hmm. Company. And it's sitting at a 6.1%. Bitch. Let's go. <laughs> I wonder what if Peter has higher or lower. <laughs> I mean, uh, we'll wait. Wooly. <laughs> Different. It's all right. It tastes more like gin or beer. You get a gin wallop to it a bit. I mean, but it has that kind of. I don't know, flowery, flavory. It was decent. It was all right. I mean, do you feel right. like taking your panties off? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not yet. Panty no. Just wait until after that fucking can. <laughs> it's right. <laughs> yeah. Ask him again. <laughs> we all Peter. know what you wear. Yeah. <laughs> Peter, how's your beverage if it's uh, stronger than a 6.1? It happens to be, Kev. I'm glad awesome. you mentioned it. At 7.8%. Straight out of Dildo, Newfoundland. What? From What's the Dildo name? Brewing Company. Watch your language. And, and museum. <laughs> museum. <laughs> museum? <laughs> dildo Brewing Company and Museum. Oh. <laughs> it's Dildo. It's not a very big town, right? They got a... Yeah, Newfies are uh, office space freaks. is expensive. Wait, wait, wait. Is it a city, like a town museum, or is it a dildo museum? Yeah. Or both. <laughs> it's a museum of the town of dildo. Town. What don't okay. you understand? Well, I was wondering if it was... Uh... Never mind. <laughs> uh, so it's called Donuts for Days. Donuts for Days. It is a strong beer at 7.8%, like I said. And uh, it does not taste like donuts at all, but I don't think they really intended it to. It's uh, it's a stout, and it's it's decent, not bad so far. Straight out of the dildo. Hmm. Why don't we go to Jesse? What are you drinking? All right. Well, I can't call you a bitch this week, Peter. Uh-huh. But you can't call me one either because we got the same percent. Oh. But oh, shit. mine's uh, Woodhouse Brewing. It's a double IPA, 7.8, strong beer. And it's from Toronto. So I'm going to give yeah. it a whirl right now. Oh, 
I hope Josh brought the heat because we never had a tie before, and I don't know what to do in the event. I mean, we didn't have a winner or a loser before, other than being a bitch. So. <laughs> yeah, it's just—it's not really a winner. It's just for not being the bitch. <laughs> are, you, are you are you gonna take over that spot or no? I'm definitely not the bitch, man. <laughs> not this time around. So I got a Great Lakes Brewing. Uh, it is a double New England IPA, and it is called Robohop. It's got a fucking <laughs> nice. That's yeah, cool. Robohop, pretty cool, pretty cool. Um, and uh, I guess I take the cake this week, boys, at eight and a half percent. See all the bitches. We're gonna give us a girl. See how it is. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's hoppy. That is fucking nice. I like. <laughs> but, but how much? Very <laughs> much. All right, guys. Did you have a good week? Not bad. Yeah, so far, good. How's baby life? Or father life, I should say. <laughs> well, he is, uh, he's got this fun new game called Let's Stay Up All Night and Cry. Oh, nice. Which uh, I'm not a huge fan of. Not, not, a, <laughs> not my favorite game right now. But... Uh, but he loves it, so that, that's where we are. Do you ever think that he'll be good enough to maybe win an NHL award someday? Buddy, I hope so. Maybe, maybe. fulfill his dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can still make it, right? I, I still have a chance. I'm only 32. I mean, he's like, he's going to learn how to skate before he learns how to crawl. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, but... Uh, it won't be this year's awards. He's a bit young still. But we are going to talk about this year's awards, at least who we think is going to win them, starting with the Rocket. Because we're so fucking experts. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> we Biggest experts. Whatever we say. Just hey, man. I'm pretty remember, good at, at predicting whoever wins the fucking Super Bowl, Super Bowl. MLB. Yeah, you are MLB, pretty good, NBA, like, You are pretty good. Might as well make March it three Madness, I think, you got last year. Which is coming up soon, by the way, March Madness. I mean, some of those you're just beating us. You're not actually <laughs> yeah, getting it right. <laughs> no, I'm getting it's it right. A, it's a low bar. You got the I'm, Rams, I, right? I'm, I got, got the uh, you got the Braves, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't think I did good. I think I picked Gonzo and they lost in the last game last year. Yeah, idiot. <laughs> I think you did too, Peter, didn't you? Yeah, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I think all of us had it except for Kev, maybe, or something. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. So the Rocket, uh, the leaders right now are Austin Matthews out in front with 39 goals in 52 games. Leon Dreisaitl right behind him with 38 goals, but in 56 games. Chris Kreider, 36 goals, 55 games. Ovi, 34 goals, 55 games. And Kyle Connor, 33 goals, 55 games. That's top five right now. Who do you boys think is going to take the Rocket this year? There's no question who's taking this. I agree. There's no question. AM34, our boy Austin Matthews. There's just there's just no way he doesn't win this. He wasn't he out at the beginning for like 10 games or something like that? No, it was like it was a week. It was three games, oh, I think. All right. But, but I thought but it was still. a little more than that. <laughs> but <laughs> but he had a he had to come back uh, to catch up and catch up. He just, did. Like, yeah, and he's he's still he's still on fire. So 
for me, he's got this one in the bag and there's nobody even close. Even though Dreisaitl's close. He's not close. <laughs> <laughs> Which is my pick because I got to be different from you guys with your stupid leaf love. But I mean, I'm going to go with Dreisaitl. Yeah, he's just facts. facts. For sure. <laughs> yeah, it's just right now. Shit changes. Like Austin Matthews might get hurt again. He might. Well, yeah. So he's... Uh, Dry Settle is not the best player on his team, but Matthews is. So. I was just getting more that going. I was gonna say, <laughs> really? Uh, that, that's wow, a hot take. Save that one for a different <laughs> show. Holy fuck. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh gonna get a little tired near the end. I know, like you said, he hasn't played as many games, so he doesn't have, have the wear and tear, but he was hurt already, so. If I'm it's more, only three games, it really I'm more or, more or less yeah. betting on that it'll it, it might happen again. He, he's, they, like a, they, he's, a, he's a star player. He, he wasn't uh, even really hurt. He was recovering from surgery he had in the offseason on his right. wrist. So he's fine. He's going to win. It's in the bank. Money in the bank. If you're okay. a betting man, bet on Austin Matthews. I agree. I took Austin. I took Austin. <laughs> if you want to make some money, go with dry settle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> For sure, because Matthews is probably a you know minus one fifteen or something like that. <laughs> Maybe if you did it at the beginning, you'd have more. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Okay, so on the bright side, most of us are right here except Jesse. Uh, let's move on to the Hart Award, which is a little more contentious. Uh, so this, of course, is the MVP in the NHL. Uh, I'm going to go through the top five candidates right now. First of all is uh, Igor Shostikin, uh, the goaltender for the New York Rangers. He's played 36 games. He has a 27-6-3 record. Very good. Uh, a 940 save percentage. Really good. And a 196 goals against average. Also very good. Uh, the next closest save percentage is Freddie Anderson at 928. <laughs> of course, Jesse finds that hilarious. I think it's pretty funny, too. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have that with the Leafs, did he? <laughs> no, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Maybe if he had some defense. I mean, he was good with the Leafs. Maybe he, he did have a... I he mean, was... you can look at it from a from a head office standpoint, too. Like, they fucked up by letting him go and bringing in these other fucking fools. Well, um, not necessarily. Maybe if he wasn't on the Hurricanes, he wouldn't be putting up these numbers. Fair you enough. never know. You never know. Anyway, uh, and that's a minimum of 25 games because there are some guys who played, like, a game and had a show that have 100 percentage that doesn't count uh next closest goals against average is jeremy swayman with the boston maroons at 2.03 uh so decently close there a few points away from the 1.96 that sure Stierkin is at uh no goaltender has won the award since the 14-15 season where Carey Price won it and he was dominant that season just like last year in the playoffs uh, fuck out, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> and Chesterkin, in my opinion, is probably the true MVP in terms of value to his team because I think the New York Rangers would be crap without him. They'd probably be out of the playoffs and just a middling team. And I think he's more or less carrying that team. So in terms of value to his team, I think Chesterkin is probably the true MVP. But he's not much risk for hard work. We'll get to that. In a bit. Number two on this list is Jonathan Uberdo 
In 55 games, he has 18 goals, 58 assists, and 76 points. He's leading the league in assists uh, by quite a wide margin, I think. Next is McDavid, I believe. Uh, he's got 24 more points than his next closest teammate. So he is uh, for sure the most offensive uh, dynamic player on the Panthers. Uh, I don't think he's going to win the award either. Number three is Alex Ovechkin. In 55 games, he has 34 goals and 34 assists uh, for 68 points. His production dropped off a little bit lately. Uh, in late 2021, he was uh, probably near the top of the predictions for this award. Uh, but he slowed down a bit in his old age. Uh, but he's still well in the heart race, and he has 16 more goals than his closest teammate. So he has a good chance of winning, but I don't think he will. Connor McDavid, 55 games. He has 29 goals and 50 assists, good for 79 points. Uh, he leads the NHL in points, and the leader in points almost always wins this award. They've won in the past five of the past six years. And the only one who didn't win was Connor McDavid when he lost to Taylor Hall in the, uh, I believe that was the 17-18 season. Uh, now his case might be hurt by having Dreisaitl on the same team and performing well. Uh, I think it was the same thing when he lost. The last time he led the league in points, uh, having that other superstar right next to uh, Connor can tend to have a bit of a negative view on uh, on him as the hard award winner in some of the uh, eyes of the voters. And finally, we get to the man who's going to win, I hope. Austin Matthews, in 52 games, he has 39 goals and 31 assists, good for 70 points. So nine points behind McDavid for the league lead. Uh, the goals matter more, and Matthews is leading the league in goals in less games played than all of his competition. Uh, he has also taken a step forward in his defensive play this year. He is third in the league in takeaways and first among forwards. The other two in front of him are defensemen. So he's put together an all-around game, both ends 200 feet of the ice. He is uh, going to win the Rocket. I think he deserves to win the Heart as well. I think he's uh, having an absolute... Uh, crazy year, just on fire. So, Matthew is my choice. Who do you guys have? Okay, so you just said that Connor might get a little bit hurt by having dry sidle, but then yeah. you went and turned around and said that Matthews is going to win, and he has Marner, he has Tavares, albeit who hasn't playing great, uh, and he has Nylander, who are all offensive superstars in the league, or at least stars. So would you not say that he takes a, a hit then, Austin, because of these uh, supporting guys? I don't think so, because they're they're not viewed in quite the same eye as a guy like Dreisaitl. Like Dreisaitl is considered a top five player in the league. Right, like I understand that Matthew, or sorry, uh, Dreisaitl and McDavid are like top, yeah, like I said, both both top five guys, yeah. and, and the Leafs don't have that, but you know, two top five guys or three top 10 guys, if, if the rest are ranked that high, is pretty good too. So to me, it's a, you know, yeah, it's a hypoc hypocrisy. God damn it. <laughs> 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 uh, so 
I would love to say that uh, that Poppy wins it, but he doesn't. And it's going to be fucking King Igor here. Just you. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm just going to call him Igor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's just been too good. And the next guy is, you know, pretty, they're not super far down the list, the next best goalie, but far enough. And like you said, he's, he's far and away the best player on the Rangers and he's carrying them to, to what they're doing. And that's why I think he's going to win. Yeah. I, I don't think he is just because to win it as a goalie, you have to have such a dominant season. I just I don't think he's going to get there, but I do think you win the Vezina pretty handily. And well, that, uh, that was my second point. If he, you know, if he wins this, he clearly has to win the Vezina. So yeah, yeah. And I think, like I said, in the in the true like meaning of most valuable player to your team, I think he's the guy. But I think in the the way this award actually is handed out, which is the best player that year, yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to get it. But that's just my opinion. One thing I want to add to for uh, for Ovi, he can be under a bunch of pressure right now. There's a this little thing going on over across the pond that he's having to deal with uh, socially and whatnot. So that could definitely be uh, part of his production uh, drop off as of late, anyway. Yeah, I mean that's that. Even though it seems like that's been going on for a really long time, it's mm-hmm. only been like a week and a bit. So yeah, it's... fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's who I took. I took Ovi. I'm going to take him just because he knows how to get out of a second round, and he's won one before. Yeah. Oh, everyone's coming with the fucking <laughs> blades out today. Ugh. I mean, Ugh. it's too bad that uh, I don't know if it, if it is true or not, but in the NFL, like it doesn't matter what you do in the playoffs is with what's regular season. I mean, I would assume that's the same thing for NHL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a regular yeah. season award. So. Yeah. As much as a good fucking shot. Kev's just throwing shade. That's all. I don't know if it'll matter. Uh, I went with McDavid. I think this guy's unstoppable. And even with uh, Dry Settle there, like, yeah, it could hurt his chances. I understand what you're talking about, Peter, but he he is just so dominant, as we've seen already this year. He went around a few people, I believe, to score a goal, which was pretty nice. And I think he's just going to continue on. And hopefully, just carry this team. The yeah. problem is, like, are they even going to make the playoffs? They, the Oilers, like, that's a tough situation tough. to yeah. to put an MVP from a team that doesn't make the playoffs. Well, and I think, although I could be very wrong saying this, I think that was a lot to do with why he lost the one year that he did. I think which, they might end up, might which, have the which is year. fair to lose it if you're not making the playoffs or you're not getting the wins for your team. There's only so much you can do, but he's got he's got to get uh, he's got need to get defense around. But Edmonton's need defense forever. Well, they need goaltending. Well, that too. But it it's I think he's the one to carry them there because he's just unworldly, and yeah. he'll get his MVP. Well, I think uh, of all the choices here, you're probably the closest, Jesse. But you're still <laughs> it's Bobby. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the Calder. Uh, so the Calder race has a few. Uh, it's, a, it's a good race this year as well. Uh, first being Mart Sider uh, with the Detroit Red Wings through 56 games. He has five goals and 41 points. Uh, he's right in the thick of the rookie points race as a defenseman. 
which is outstanding. Uh, he's also been very strong defensively as a rookie D man. Uh, so I think Moritz Sider is, uh, he's my choice here to win the rookie of the year. I think he has been uh, just outstanding for the Red Wings. I hate it because they had Lidstrom not that long ago, and now they're going to have another modified number one D man there, it looks like. Fuckers. I'm shocked you didn't go with Bondu. Yeah, I considered it, but I think uh, we'll get to Bondu in a second. I mean, I thought you were just going to go Leafs overload here. I'm not just a homer, Jesse. I take what I think is true. Uh, so on the topic of Michael Bunting, so he's got, uh, he's played 55 games, 19 goals, 43 points, which leads, is tied for the league in uh, rookie scoring with Lucas Raymond. Uh, but he is barely a rookie in many ways. It's actually almost comical how close he is to not being a rookie. So he has, there's a 25 games in a year limit. That'll be a rookie year. He played 21 last year. There's a six games in back-to-back years limit. So he played 21 last year. The year before that, he played five, just about six, but not six, still a rookie. And uh, your 26th birthday has to be before September 15th to exclude you from being a rookie. His 26th birthday was September 17th. So by two days, one game, years ago and four games last year he is still a rookie uh but i think because he is uh he's so much older than the other guys i think that'll be negatively looked upon in the rookie voting so unless he uh, absolutely tears it up through the stretch here i don't think michael bunting is gonna get the win next guy is uh trevor zegris through 51 games he's got 15 goals and 42 points now, he has the Michigan pass to Sonny Milano, which was crazy earlier this year. And he had a Michigan goal also this year. And when I say Michigan, for those who don't know, I mean the lacrosse style, wrap it around the net and score, which Austin Matthews tried last night, by the way. Didn't work. <laughs> well, I love the whole Mitch Marner was sitting there poking at the goal. He goes, he almost had you. He almost had you. <laughs> Yeah, you got to talk shit. I think he was giving him shit, too, for not putting that up. Uh, and Trevor Segrist, in my opinion, was absolutely robbed at the All-Star Breakaway Challenge because he had just the craziest breakaway goal I've ever seen in that with dodgeballs getting thrown out of him, dressed up as an average <laughs> That was <Joe>. fucking awesome. <laughs> uh, but he didn't win because it's, it's not a real competition. It's just a, it's just a gimmick. But he should have won. Uh, so Trevor Zegers right there in the point scoring race, uh, one point behind the leaders and uh, having all kinds of highlights this season. Lucas Raymond, I mentioned earlier, is tied for the lead at 43 points through 56 games. He has 16 goals. Uh, but in my opinion, he's not even the best rookie on his team. So I don't think he's going to win. He's on Detroit, by the way, same as Moritz Steiner. Oh. And the last of the top five here is Anton Lundell with Panthers. Through 51 games, he's got 13 goals and 38 points. So he's not quite in that uh, top point scoring race. He's five points back. Um, 
and he doesn't have the same goal scoring as as uh, the other guys here, but he has a plus 30 plus minus rating. The next closest of these top rookies is Bunting at plus 15. The only other positive guy is Cider at plus one. All the other the other two guys are deep in the minus. So he's uh, he's got a better two way game it seems than than most of the rest of these rookies. Or he's on a better line. Whatever. He's got a good plus minus. It's not That's a, a crazy stat. plus minus stat. Like what's what's the typical or what's the best you know veteran like in the whole NHL? Do you know? It'll be a lot better than that. Like that, that's good. But I guess the be... top end defenseman. Is he gonna be in the hundreds, you think? Probably not the hundreds, but like I would say like between fifty and eighty somewhere would just be a wild guess. All right, so for the whole league, Devin Taves. Taves, yeah. With forty-five. Forty-five. So it's, he's not far behind. That's pretty fucking good, man. Yeah. Yep. And he's a forward or a defenseman? He's a forward. Even more impressive. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. But he still doesn't get my fucking pick. Yeah, my fuck vote. that guy. No, he doesn't get my vote. For me, I got Zegris. The fucking the Michigan is too fucking intense. And he's just anytime I've ever I've watched him, he's been amazing. You can just his handles are great. His skating ability is pretty good. And I don't know. I just, I like watching him and he's playing on a garbage team, in my opinion, anyway. <laughs> I don't know where they are in the standings, but. Ooh, I think that takes pretty hot. Are they? All right. Well, <laughs> 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 whatever. <laughs> That's just my opinion. And I, my opinion can't be wrong. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's carrying them. There you the go. He's spot. carrying it. That's there right. you go. That's right. Best player on the team. No, no, I'm not sure either. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Right there, but I'm with you there, Yosh. I think he's the best too, Zegers. Uh, that Michigan play, awesome, and he's been a part. Of Which it one? <laughs> yeah, he's been part of it twice, <laughs> right? So it just it's awesome to see, and you know he doesn't even have as many uh, games as Bunting, so there's lots still to for him to catch up here and beat this cheating rookie <laughs> he's not cheating he's just flirting with the line, Borderline. <laughs> line it's like almost like the ltr <laughs> that's hey, not cheating either well within the rules they're taking advantage of that this year so far, <laughs> right. i, t- I uh, took punting though i had to take him i mean the guy the guy's on a great line like you said pete i mean you get you got marner and you got matthews I mean, how, how can nice. you not make that guy that much better? So that's who I took. And Nicky said, man, regards uh, his age, but his stats. Yeah. And like Jesse, you say it must be nice. And I, I get your point that he's playing two absolute superstars. And you think he's just going to get points by me and I'm talking like you could get points, but that's, that's not <laughs> the case. Like it's it's a tough line to be that third guy on because they play fast and they play skilled and they play smart and you got to be moving you got to be thinking you got to be in the right place to be effective on that line and he fits right in so that is great to see um, Zegris is a great choice he he may be like the most skilled guy in the entire NHL right now uh, and he's a rookie uh, he's just crazy. Crazy good, crazy good hands. 
But I think uh, Mo Sider is going to take this thing away. Nope. Well, at least me and Jesse are right. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Why, why is he going to win? Just because he's uh, fucking... He's the best rookie. Like he is, he's keeping pace with the forwards in terms of point production as a defenseman, and he's playing good defensively. That doesn't happen. He is, he's gonna win the award. You guys are just dumb. No, <laughs> you watch, you watch. The two he's guys that don't fucking one. watch hockey are gonna be right. He, he's he's on the Red one. Wings, of course. He's only plus one. <laughs> <laughs> That's some weak sauce there. But that's it for the uh, the NHL award predictions. But we're not done with award predictions. Why don't we get into what's going to happen in the NBA? Yeah, so last week uh, we talked about the Eastern Conference and basically the play-in. So I kind of want to do the same thing this week. Uh, but for the West, uh, so currently 789-10 uh, is the Timberwolves, the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Pelicans. And basically what you see is what you get when you look at the, uh, the whole, the whole standings currently, what, what is, is there now is pretty much what I think is going to be the finish. Um, at least the, the order, obviously the number of games will be different. Uh, the only difference is that I think, and this is a bit of a hot take, but I think the Pelicans are going to leapfrog the Lakers and be a better team, uh, by the end of the season. So I'll, uh, I mean, it's not that hot. They're only a game. Yeah, I was going to say too. <laughs> all right, fair enough. And we, especially with all their injuries that they'll have. So there's, besides Westbrook, like, like yeah, and they're probably not, gonna get, LeBron's probably going to get hurt again. They're not drawing their old age pension either. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> definitely not. So, okay. So, anyway, so Timberwolves, Clippers, Pelicans, Lakers are my bottom four. Um, uh, it's going to be an interesting. Uh, finish though because you know there is a bit of separation there between six and seven but you know we look at the nuggets uh they're going to get jamal murray michael porter jr back hopefully before uh the playoffs Uh, i say hopefully because jamal murray's kitchener boy so we want him to get out there and play and uh hopefully he's back soon and that's obviously going to make the nuggets a lot better than they are right now they're they're holding on just fine right now sitting in six um you know probably won't be able to move up too much uh, but a playoff spot is a playoff spot and it's not a play-in spot and i think that they're going to be uh they're going to be dangerous in the playoffs if if uh, both of these guys murray and and michael porter jr can stay healthy and then the reasoning why i thought that the pelicans are going to win a few more games than the lakers over the last uh stretch here is because zion has been cleared to practice for the pelicans so I realize that it's going to take time for him to get back into game shape. Um, but I think just having him at practice and having him uh, there and around the clubhouse a little more is going to pump up the team a little bit more. They're going to play harder and it's going to elevate them into the playoffs or at least in the play-ins. And then hopefully Zion can come back in the you know last week or two, three of the, of the regular season here to get some reps before the playoffs to help out. Um, that being said, I don't really think the Pelicans are going to do too much in the playoffs <laughs> <laughs> or the play-in that, that is. So if, uh, if, if, what ha- if the way I've got it happens, you're going to see the T-Wolves and the Clippers play in the 7-8 game. You have the Pelicans and the Lakers in the 9-10 game. 
So the Clippers for me are going to win against the T-Wolves. I'm going to assume that the uh, the Clippers are pulling an LTIR situation with Kawhi and he's just going to come back in the playoffs. He's only going to play the, you know, 20 games in the playoffs and <laughs> he'll be load management is real good for Kawhi this year. Uh, I'm hoping because they were my, uh, they they were pick, my yeah. pick. So they would end up finishing uh, seven if they do win. Like the winner of the seven, eight game finishes in seventh to, to go into the playoffs. Um, so then in the Pelicans Lakers game, I think the Lakers are going to win because it's the Lakers and it's the playoffs. And it doesn't matter how hurt they are. As long as LeBron's in there, he's probably going to win that game. Even if Zion is playing it uh, on the other side of them. Sorry, Jess, we keeping you up. and so the the two losers or sorry the loser of the first game and the uh, the winner of the second game will face off the t-wolves and the lakers Uh, again i think the lakers are with their their experience and their geriatricness are they're still going to pull it out against the t-wolves so it's going to put the clip as seven and the lakers as eight i just don't think that uh, lebron's going to allow the lakers to to miss the playoff you know, they're going to make the play in and they're going to win to make it to the playoff. So that's how I see it going down. Do you guys think I'm out to fucking lunch or how do you guys see it? I think you're disrespecting the T-Wolves a little bit. I don't, okay. I don't think they're going to drop all the way from, uh, from seven straight out of the playoffs. Okay. I think they'll, uh, they'll find a way to get in through that. They'll probably make, they'll probably be in the play-in tournament. Mm-hmm. Like you have, but I think they'll I think they'll find a way to stay. I don't know who the odd team out is. Maybe I mean, it, it would be Hendricks, the, but... if it happened my way, it would be the Clippers. Then, so well, you're fucking then yourself they, there. Yeah, but then they would would they play the Lakers then in the play in instead of seven and eight play each other and and then yeah. the winner the winner is the seven seed right and, so and then it's nine the and ten. So it's like double elimination if you're in the uh, seven eight one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But if you're eight, are you not I'm a confused? If you're eight, are you out if you lose against seven? No, you have the right. chance to face the winner of nine ten. Right, right. So you could the T Wolves could beat the Clippers, then the Clippers could beat the fucking Lakers, the Pelicans, whatever. Hmm. And still be in. Yeah. I don't know. I just think you're I think the T Wolves are gonna make it. That's I mean, my take on this. I don't know I'm who not... the odd team out is, but I, I kind of agree with Pete on this. Like, I can definitely see the Lakers obviously beating the Pelicans. But, again, they got lots of playoff experience on that side. But who knows if their <clears throat> knees and everything will hold up for a second playoff game. Well, and if Anthony Davis can get come back. Like, I realized that as soon as he steps on the field, he breaks something. <laughs> something to himself. Or field court, whatever. Same difference. But <laughs> but he is supposed that they're, they're going to uh, – they're supposed to be reevaluating him, you know, in the next week or so. So, you know, if he can get back and have some real load management to get to the playoffs, then that could obviously really uh, help the Lakers too. So, yeah, I just think it is, it is quite the hot take to have uh, Timberwolves fall from seven all the way out. I mean, they still get to play one game, but I just think that they still get to play one game in the playoffs. I just think that Kawhi is going to come back. And uh, and fucking dominate the game. No, they play two. Yeah, they play two. Yeah, yeah they play two. Well, they played. Yeah, but still, got win that first one. <laughs> yeah, the rest of the the West doesn't doesn't look anything surprising. I don't think either. No. 
No, maybe that's the one thing that would be surprising at the beginning is how how well the Grizzlies are doing. Like I would have saw that maybe at a four or five situation at the beginning of the year, uh, as opposed to being the number two team in the West. Or maybe the the Warriors pass them and get the number two seed. Yeah. Well, the Warriors the- have had one or two pretty much all year, and they've just been bumped down. Mm-hmm. So, and Grizzlies have gone on a run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like any of the like four through six teams could juggle, but whatever. Well, even the Jazz could shoot up too if they get on a run, right? Their Jazz can be a pretty good. Good, yeah. All right, guys. So, rookie of the year. Uh, A few notables this year are Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Kate Cunningham, Franz Wagner, and uh, superstar Josh Giddy. I call him a superstar because he's got the same name as me. He's pretty good (laughs) at basketball too. Yeah. So, because it's the name. It's the name. Yeah. <laughs> um, so without going through some numbers, one on any guys have watched watched some basketball and whatnot this year, um, and you followed it. So I just kind of want to get your opinion on who's gonna win and uh if you wanna give us a reason why. So for me, I think it's Scotty Barnes. I think that his uh the combination of his offense and defense is is too overpowering uh for any of the other uh, potential nominees or picks here uh, to overcome. Um, Evan Mobley is super good at defense, but Scotty Barnes is better at offense. And Scotty Barnes is no fucking, you know, nothing to shake a stick at defensively either. Like he is fucking good. So I think his, the combination of how good he is both on offense and defense, I think that's what's going to uh, push him to, uh, to rookie of the year stardom. And, uh, I'm fucking excited for it. What do you guys think? I'm with you on that, Yosh. I got I took Barnes as well. I mean, the guy just like you said, he's got an offensive and defensive uh, skill. Yeah, he's the best all-around player. I think I, he's like for rookies, he's in like the top five for defensive and offensive st- uh, stats mm-hmm. for totals, um, except for assists, which he's starting to get a lot more now that. Van Vliet is out, so he's he's stepping up his game a bit because he's got to be that guy to facilitate. And, and he's helping out the team. Like, they've been really bad since the, uh, the All-Star, but he's been playing really well as he got, like, that player of the month. Yep. Or rookie player of the month, sorry. Uh, so he he's just dominating, and it's, it's, it's very impressive. Like, suck that they lost against Orlando. Um, and Detroit. Okay. Well, we got <laughs> swept two years in a row by Detroit. Yeah, three out of four, man. Three Jeez. years out of four. Fucking swept. It's all fucking, uh, it's all Dwayne Casey. It is. It really is. <laughs> the Dwayne Casey curse. God yeah. damn. He guy. just gets his guys to play a lot harder. Yeah. yeah. So I, I I disagree with you guys. That's, that so anyway, on to the next topic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love me some Scotty Barnes. Don't get me wrong, but I I don't think that I think that Mobley is at least as good, and I think a little bit better as an all around player. I think he's better defensively, definitely and, better defensively. And I think you're throwing some shade at him if if you don't think he's close offensively. I mean, he's he's up there. He's up there, but he's no Scotty Barnes. I mean, <laughs> let's not 
let's not, uh, you know, just forget about the all-star fucking skills competition thing there for Scotty Barnes. <laughs> Don't think about that. Okay. <laughs> think about all the fucking great shots. I mean, but how, how clutch is he really? <laughs> if he can't make that clutch shot and a clutch shooting um, challenge. Uh, yeah, but no, that's, I, I think it's going to be Mobley. I think, uh, I think it's a two, two player race at this point. It's yeah. Barnes or Mobley. I don't know. And Cade Cunningham is coming up there. I I think he's just a scorer though. He doesn't have he doesn't have the rest, the all around game. Um, you're right. He's he's more of a scorer, but uh, or at least an offensive player. He's yeah. He's he's an offensive player. He gets a lot of assists too. So it's yeah. It's he's he was uh, supposed to be the. I'd be shocked if he wins this though. I, I don't think he's in this race anymore. At this point, like he really has to turn it up to yeah. even have a real sniff. I would I agree with you, Peter. It's a two-horse race. He, yeah. he is turning it up though. It's just I'm just saying he like yeah, but it's gotta be turned up more than yeah, like he's going, at this point, right? He's going from 350 to 375. He's gotta go to like 500 here to get yeah. back in this race. I'm just gonna say this. Scotty Barn has 817 points and Cade Cunningham has 815. And he's played five less games. Well, Cade's a good scorer, but like like yeah. he doesn't play de- too much defense. He did on fucking the other night when the Raps <laughs> played him at the end there. He fucking got a block. I was pissed off. But, <laughs> but yeah, he's, but he's scoring, definitely the scoring shows up a lot too. And um it does. Uh, yeah, but it's not stuff. it's not everything though, right? So it's I, I've got Mobley. Main um, it, it is, is quite a bit in basketball because you see more games that are 120 to 122 or or what have you than you do 85 to, to 83, right? So yeah, but it, it's it's not like he's dominating the field in terms of the rest of the rookies. No. Like he's leading, I'm pretty sure. But I don't think he's dominating the other guys, and he doesn't have that all-around game that the other guys, Mobley and Barnes, do have. Right, he definitely doesn't have the defensive side. Um, and so Mobley is is leading the uh, the top rookies in, in, I think, boards and blocks, where Barnes is not leading in any category for – rookies other than minutes no he's not leading but like i said he's in the top five for everything rookies except for assists yeah but where's mobley in that group is he not in there as well uh he's probably close to there i would i wouldn't think that his assists would be as high they may not be but then they're probably up there yeah you, you might be right but there's a lot of a lot of good uh assist players uh this year this the this the talent that came out of this draft is ridiculous i find it yeah that's good for sure good time to be in a top five pick <laughs> played their cards perfectly that time anyway i think it's gonna be mobley you all think it's burns i hope you're right but you're not no no we're right <laughs> all right guys next up mvp picks so uh the yeah, last few episodes, somewhere in the last four or five episodes of season one. Uh, obviously, that was pretty early in the NBA season. And I called Steph Curry to be the MVP. He then went on a fucking tear and it was looking like I was fucking the smartest guy in the world. He has since kind of dropped Easy. off a bit. <laughs> and 
and he is probably he's not the in the top three right now i would say uh for mvp votes that type thing but i'm gonna stick with my guns and because i called it early in the season i'm gonna continue to say that steph curry gets the mvp but i think that Giannis is actually gonna win yeah but like i said I mean, like I said, Curry was phenomenal, and he still is obviously a great player. He has taken a a bit of a fall as of late. Hopefully they can get their ship back together, Um, you know, Steph and uh, the Warriors, because I also picked the Warriors to win (laughs) the whole thing. So I need them to get get going. But So that's why I'm going to stick with Curry, but I do have uh, my gut feeling now is is Giannis. I I, 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 I definitely (laughs) think uh, Giannis is going to win this. I got the Bucks winning the whole thing, and I I really like Giannis. The other guy I really really like is Kevin's pick. Yeah. yeah, I think he's uh, he's going crazy right now. Yeah, for sure. And like, yeah, Embiid, like he's he's Embiid. He's he's like Giannis. He just, he does this thing kind of thing like that. But I just I think Giannis is just going to be better. And and obviously with Harden right there, that might help him out for a bit. But who knows how long that relationship will last? And they're still trying to create chemistry, but uh, I think I think it's going to be honest. Okay, so you mentioned Kev's pick. Who's who's a uh, Kev? Who's your pick? I got John Morant. I mean, that guy's John. just amazing. Amazing. I mean, just uh, just a <laughs> John. He's pretty good. John. John. <laughs> just the way uh, when I watched him uh, take that uh, two hand block, where he basically was about eleven feet up in the air or, or more. Right? That was just jaw dropping to me um the guys definitely got jaw dropping or jaw <laughs> dropping <laughs> jaw jaw uh, dropping yeah. unreal I, I see what you did there kev i see yeah. what you did there okay. didn't you. even do it on purpose but i no, see what you did no yeah on purpose that's right but no i just i like it i mean this kid's got some good skills i mean that's why i took him yeah so for me, if you remember last year, probably right around this time, early days of points and penalties, I had a hot take that Embiid would win the MVP if he was out for, I think less it was than two weeks. Less than it was two weeks. Conditional. Yeah. And, and yeah. Uh, Jokic would so, win if he was out for more than day. two weeks. And he was out for, I think, exactly two weeks or something like that. So I was off by, like you said, a day. It was a one day, yeah. And uh, blew the MVP pick by one day. But so I'm going to go back to my guns here because so double or nothing here for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Joel Embiid, my boy. He's going to get that MVP. It's going to happen. No conditional. No conditional. <laughs> no conditional. It's happening. <laughs> That's funny. So, Kev, just like you were talking about Jaw there, and I just kind of thought of something here quickly. Um, you know, when you when we get rid of these old old fuckers, the LeBrons and the, the Mellows and the you know the Kyle Lowrys and these older guys, um, even the Giannis and the Embiid's and the Jokic's, they're the face now. The Curry's, the KD's, those are the faces of the of the league. Who do you guys think is going to be the face in say five years? It's got to be Morant, for sure. Think Morant. See, I was thinking Luca. Mm. Like Luca Doncic is fucking amazing. He is amazing. He is too yeah. amazing. I mean, his, his his fadeaway is just amazing. You know, there's um, I mean, obviously you got some of these new guys. I don't know if uh, you're gonna see 
the Evan Mobley's or Cade Cunningham's or Barnes be the face of the league, but you got Trey Young. Yeah, it could be you even know. players that aren't here. It could be Bronny James. I mean, it could, could be. be. Fucking, it could I doubt be. It, but Probably not. You know, could be anybody. My bet's Luca. Five years. Mark it down. Five years from now, Luca's the best player the face of the NBA. Boom. Yeah. Bang. Five years is tough. Mm-hmm. Like if you go, if you if you had a time machine and went back five years and said who's going to be the face now, but who would you say is the face now? Steph Curry, maybe. I because mean, he is the Durant. MVP guys, man. It's the MVP. It's the Giannis. It's it's MVP. Giannis, Jokic, Giannis is a good right? choice. But like, Giannis, Giannis, five years ago, I bet you Giannis is not even in that conversation five years no, ago. No, no. But KD probably would have been. Oh yeah. Right. Curry, obviously LeBron, the bitch. So anyway, anywho, yeah, anywho. So from one MVP to another, let's get to it in just a second. Choo choo. Our MVP this week <laughs> is the Wayne train, Wayne Simmons. I know you guys love that. That was great. <laughs> 1,000 games for Wayne Simmons, the Wayne train. Wow. He is the fifth black player to reach 1,000 games, following Jerome McGinley with 1,554, Mike Greer, 1,060, Trevor Daly, 1,058, Don Brashear, 1,025, and Wayne, obviously, at 1,000. So, he potentially could move up really all the way to number two on that list. Yep. I could see fairly easily. I mean, uh, he's only in his early 30s, I think, 32, 33, something like that. And, uh, yeah, another full season, and he's Number two on that list, all of a sudden, behind Jerome McGinley, who we probably won't catch. But sorry to be in the same company as Iggy. Uh, so, on his uh, thousandth game, uh, Simmons now has 262 goals, 259 assists for 521 points. He didn't get a goal in the thousandth game, although it was close. Oh, so, buddy, he was real close. How close, go? Oh, real fucking close. Yeah, but how? Um, it, it was like, like <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah, it was. It was close. Like, yeah, it was he, like had, a, he had a good like chance. A, he had a good chance. Yeah, yeah it was like a, like a splinter of, of a of a chance. Yeah, yeah. too bad because we needed it because we fucking lost. But anyway, whatever. Uh, so Michael Bunting, fellow Scarborough native, Scarlet, according to Josh. Yep, Scarlet Michelle. <laughs> At least it was back in the day. Still is. Uh, I said, growing up in Scarborough, pretty much anyone who's a hockey fan knows about Wayne Simmons. For him to get to a thousand games, it's unbelievable. We're all just so proud of him. There's no easy games for him and the style that he plays. So we're so happy for him. I couldn't agree more. Wayne Simmons. He doesn't have quite the scoring uh, knack that he used to have when he was with Philly, but we are more than happy to have him on the Maple Leafs, his hometown team. And uh, hopefully he'll help us get to that Stanley Cup. And shut up, Jesse. 
Let's just work on the first round, man. <laughs> I was, I was, I was going to say it if you were. <laughs> like, slow your train there, man. <laughs> <laughs> the way train keeps on rolling. Oh, so, fuck. Wayne Simmons for 1,000 NHL games. Quite a feat. Likely going to become number two on that list of black players. Cheers to you, buddy. Cheers to you. Cheers. Kev, why don't you let us know what's going on in the MLS? Well, what's going on in the MLS is that the league also um, has plans of uh, research to go to about 30 teams. Um, The additions would be Sacramento Republic FC and St. Louis City SC. They're planning on doing this in um, next year. Uh, But Sacramento Republic uh, has put on a definite hold for reasons I don't know why. But there won't be there. Come on, Kev. You gotta tell <laughs> us a reason why. Uh, I have just, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't so know. The impact I, of the coronavirus pandemic is the reason. There you go. The There's the reasons why. Thanks, Jesse. You're, You're welcome. Your, got your back, bud. Got your back. <laughs> You're the man like I had your back during the, the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thanks, bro. Well, you picked uh, the winner. That's what you did. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, easy, easy. <laughs> this is not going anyway. But <laughs> so we did have an, uh, a twenty eighth team come in with Charlotte uh, being that twenty eighth team. Uh, their crowd was huge at seventy four thousand four hundred and seventy nine. They called the Bobcats. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they are. What are they called? Uh, <laughs> You know what? Challenge. They're not the Bobcats. (laughs) I think there's something to be known as context here. (laughs) So with that that amount of fans, they did end up losing uh, to LA Galaxy. Uh, That's still a crazy amount of fans, though. Right. 74,000 to an MLS game. That's a fucking NFL crowd. Yeah, they broke they broke a record by the by that. So, pretty impressive crowd, but to no to no avail. Yeah, no, they uh, yeah they broke that record to a uh, to a loss to LA, to the LA Galaxy. Does that like the record for all MLS attendance ever? Yes. Nice on their first game. First game it would have been, it would have been huge if they would have you know won that game. Yeah. But, could have done that for the fucking fans. Let's go, Charlotte. Garbage. Yeah, and like soccer teams are, Pete, there is no uh, there is and no Bobcats. They're just the Charlotte. They're the FC. FC. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> now, with our beloved uh, TFC here, guys, with the new head coach, Robert Frank Bradley, who also coaches his son, which we all know is Michael. With two games in so far, they're uh, 0 1 and 1. Last year, they finished in 13th. Uh, I'm asking you guys here, do you think that uh, with the 28 uh, teams, where do you uh, find Toronto finishes? Better? Worse? Or do they make the playoffs? It's definitely better because, like, they were 13th in their conference. There's really only nowhere to go but up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I think – I think once Insigne comes and joins the team and they start to pull it together, I think they're playoff bound. I think they're just going to squeak in. 
but I think uh, I think they're playoff bound. Definitely better than last year's results. I agree with that. I I think you're. I th- they're definitely going to get better, but uh, I think they'll make the playoffs with once they get their superstar over here, and hopefully, like. There's only so much a striker can do for a team, but the one thing you can do is, is score goals, right? Yeah, it can give like extra morale and whatnot having this, you know, absolute fucking superstar on your team. And I'm gonna toss out a challenge. I don't think he's a striker. That could oh, be wrong. Well, what is he then? I think he's um, a fucking winger, whatever you call it, midfield. What do you call it, Pete? You gotta tell us something. You fucking uh, <laughs> winger is a is a position. Yeah, yeah. Fucking all right, wing. All right. Yeah. I, I, I would say I, I figured that he was a striker. Uh, it says he's a forward in Serie A. That, that sounds would, like a striker. That would be a striker. I don't think it is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> It's like fuck. We can't lose a fucking challenge. Should we, cha- should we challenge that? Challenge, <laughs> challenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um. So okay. First off, Kev, I I don't know if Coach Robert Frank Bradley is beloved. If he's new, no, I'm saying our beloved. Right. Oh, yeah. our beloved TFC. Sorry, I thought you meant like the fucking coach was beloved. I'm like, I don't know, man. He's brand new. Uh, and he's American because yeah. uh, Michael Bradley is American. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why I was thinking he may not be the most beloved head coach, but I see no. what you're saying with the TFC. So put my, uh, remove my foot now and I will, I will answer your question <laughs> on where do you think TFC finishes? Uh, I think they do get into the playoffs. I think they finish in seventh place. So not quite uh, squeaking in, but you know, in there kind of sort of comfortably, but not really comfortably. And who knows what could happen in the playoffs, right? I mean, can you say it on in football? You know, I've, I've you've said it, and I've said it uh, referring to you any given Sunday. So any, any time, you know, any playoff, anything can happen. And I think with, uh, with a guy like Insigne, uh, it could just, you know, he could just make some magic happen and, and win a game, whether they should not be winning. And uh, who knows, maybe they, you know, obviously there's the aggregate, uh, not se- surrogate, Kev, but Thanks, aggregate. bro. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, is pregnant, though. But... Yeah. What? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I think they finished seventh. And, you know, I don't I, I maybe go out, go out on an extra limb here. I'll say that they'll win their first, uh, their first series, I guess, if you'll call it that. Just because I'm cool like that. Just because? Yeah. I just think they're going to be better. I don't think they're playoff bound, but they're definitely going to be better than they were last year. Yeah, even even with the new, even with the new person they're coming in, don't matter. I don't see him. He's being totally much better. Yeah, just chiming back on Signe. He's totally a striker, so that sucks. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So with that being uh, all completed with regards to our beloved TFC. <laughs> TFC. <laughs> What's going on with you there, uh, Jesse, in regards to your combine? All right. Well, yeah, that's the next big thing in the NFL. New season for 2022 is the combine. 
so we got this lineman from Georgia, Jordan Davis, the big boy, plays defensive line, 341 pounds. And he ran oh, that's the, a big boy. Yeah, he's a big boy. He ran the 40 yard dash in 4.78 seconds. I NFL saw they had um, him along with uh, and a ghost person. Simulcast with the and ghost, just yeah. fucking flew. I mean, this guy would just blew my mind on how quick he is for his weight. Wow. Who was the ghost person? I don't recall. I don't know what his name uh, was. They but... were quarterbacks. It was uh, Jameis Winston and oh shit, I can't think of the other guy now. Derek Carr. Well, I can Derek see. Derek. I, I, can, <laughs> yeah. I can see Derek Carr, but Winston, you would think. Well, he was. He wasn't really known as a runner, but yeah. So he clocked at 4.78 seconds and it's the fastest for any player over 330 pounds at the combine since 2006. And is to be believed that it's the fastest time for a player that size in the event's history. Davis later had a standing board of 10 feet and three inches believed to be the record as well over 300 pounds. And former Nebraska defensive tackle uh, Khalil Davis ran a 4.7540 in last year's camp. Or, sorry, 2020, not last year's. It's 2022. Uh, which was the fastest 40 for a defensive lineman for who weighed in more than 300 pounds. So this guy got, didn't beat it, but got close to him. But he, he had 30 more pounds on him or 40 more pounds on him. Among the over 30, <laughs> 330 club uh, was uh, Auburn t- uh, tackle Greg Robertson and former Memphis defensive tackle Don Terry Poe, who had broken the, re- the five-second mark in the 40 prior to Davis. Now, I remember Poe, and this shot him up the draft board when he, he ran this 40. It was crazy. He ended up being a first-round pick. He was not expected to be that at the beginning of this. And do you guys think that this shot Jordan Davis into the first round? I'm just going to go over a couple other guys that are going to be going uh, first round and maybe a little bit after. But we got Michigan's Aiden Hutchinson, yeah. and he ran a 4.75. <laughs> Shut up, man. Ohio State. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Georgia's uh, Tyron Walker, 4.51. And Michigan's David Ojaba, Ojaba, 5.55. And Oregon's Kayvon Thibodeau, 5.58. 4 point, 4 point. 4, 4.5. Come on, Jesse. God damn it. You're making this lo- slower. Yeah, that, that would be embarrassing running that. Wouldn't be on here. But <laughs> yeah, do, you guys, sure. do you guys think that he, he gets himself into the first round after this? I think so. I do. I mean, for the guy's weight, the guy's got some speed. So he's going to get by these uh, offensive linesmen pretty decent or pretty quick, I guess. I mean, is he quick for his weight? I think he goes, like you said, Jess, because of that, just because only going to help him. It's going to push him up to the first round. I'm not saying he's going to go first, but he'll be there. He's definitely not first. Definitely not going first, but. Yeah, I think um, I I think he might have been a first round pick even before this, maybe on the fringe. But I think this definitely got him in there. I think we 
teams are going to have so much value on the defensive line, uh, especially after seeing how valuable Donald was in the Super Bowl and the playoffs. Um, and it's it's just such a valuable position. And to see a guy with this athleticism, I think uh, teams are going to be salivating over this guy, and he's, he's definitely going to go first round. Yeah, I agree with you, Pete. I think he was a first-round talent, uh, like you said, fringe guy, last maybe seven picks type thing uh, in the first round. Prior to this, I think this is going to push him up, and I'm saying he's a top-20 pick here. Uh, that's, that's, that's a take. It's a take, and my guess here, I'm, I'm thinking that the Chargers are taking him. I think they have him – I think they have a 17 – think for the chargers that's that's where i'm putting them at so i think uh, they can they can use the extra help on the d line and uh this guy is uh you know like you said be without athleticism it's uh it's gonna be good it'll pair him up with bosa and it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be good but who I knows mean, you know who knows i mean like that's a pretty cool pick that you picked that because peter talked about donald in the super bowl and Brandon Staley was from the Rams the year before. And yeah, he probably misses Donald for sure. So this guy will help with that, with that quick first step and getting up the field for sure. Cause like old linemen are going to have to deal with him and he's going to be quick. So, it, and that was the thing about Poe was he was breaking through the line too, when he, uh, when he well, had that first quick step too. And when you can do that at 300 plus pounds, you're a fucking you're a fucking tank right like i know that you're running against guys that are 280 you know 290 but and some guys are even 300 on the old line but you know not as nearly as much and they're they, you know they're stand-up guys like fuck you that's that's a lot of fucking weight a lot of power coming at you at uh at 330 pounds at that that what is it four sub five right sub five uh 40 times so that's that's tough man yeah, 341, like he's not going to be easily moved. So he might be get brushed off the ball or off a spot a little bit, but he's going to be in that backfield. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't think he's going to be a top 20 pick. Um, I had him going to Oakland. Or, sorry, Las Vegas now. Raiders. Fuck, could have had a challenge there, boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because uh, I they need, they need interior guys and – and uh, I don't, I thought, I didn't think he was going to be a first round pick. Like he was like, he was fringe for sure. But I, I still thought, I still thought he was going to probably miss the, the first round, but he had an excellent camp or excellent combine, which is exactly what this is meant for, yep. for those people to upgrade their draft status. So now doesn't he have more to do? Isn't there like, like liftings and shit like that, like bench presses and isn't there, is there more to the combine that this guy has to do besides uh, the, I'm not sure to tell you the truth. I did not look into that, but I would be interested to see what his uh, bench is. Because huh. he's been dominating and everything else, it seems like. I uh, bet he's a strong fucking boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was like, is there multiple days for multiple positions? I thought it was all one day for each, like for each, like you guys, D linemen, linebackers, and DBs one day, or it might be DBs and wide receivers. That would make more sense. Um, not confirm that, I, but I don't. I, yeah. I don't know. I can neither confirm nor yeah. deny. I guess it would make sense to have the D lineman and the O lineman working at the same time. I guess they don't really do anything against each other, do they? 
No, it's all. It's no. all. I mean, like I'm saying, like wouldn't there like be like a vertical thing that's going on where they see all the, the vertical? Well, the vertical is? they've done. They've already done the vertical and the broad jump for these big boys, right? Yeah, the D linemans. They've done that. So, but the I guess the only thing that we that I didn't hear, like you said, Kev, was the the bench. So. And that's where this comes more in handy than his. Like the forty is something to say for sure, but you want to know their strength more or less because yeah. they're going to be getting hit constantly inside there and you want to see if they can take it and mm-hmm. or push people around either way like that that's where you want to see the number pop more or less but i like the 40 40 time oh for sure i mean yeah quick you mean he's going to be off the they're off the gun real fast like i said he's going to bull by these guys well and he like he broke the record too in the uh the broad jump right very close to it didn't we say that my imagining things uh yeah, he, uh, for the guys over 300 pounds. He yeah, yeah, for big boys, yeah. Like, that That to me is almost more important than his 40 time. Like, that says that he's got pure power coming out of, of his Yeah, a lot of lower. Coming uh, out of those tundra ties. Yeah. <laughs> and he's he's 41 pounds over that 300 mark, too. So, yeah, he's got a lot more weight coming at him. Yeah, and he can move it. So, that's, I don't know, he's an athletic freak, it looks like, and for sure i i think a team is going to be very happy when they develop that guy into uh into the nose of a defense all right boys i got another question for you so six running backs posted a 40 time of in the 4.3 on friday isaiah pack Pacco. Pacheco, <laughs> Pacheco, Pacheco at uh, four point three seven. Peria Strong at four point three seven as well. Ty Chandler, four point three eight. Devontae Price, four point three eight. Kenny Walker, the third from Michigan State. He was the guy that dominated Michigan in that game. Yeah, so he, he looks like a good, good player. Uh, four point three eight. And Bryce Hall got 4.39. So not only is this the most running backs to crack the 4.4 at a single combine since the NFL network became tracking this in 2003, but it's the more than the combined total five of the past seven combines. You imagine running a 4.39 and being the sixth running back. <laughs> Just be like, come on, the fuck. <laughs> So my question to you guys is how many running backs go in the first round, do you suppose? And I listed a couple the last couple years of running backs going the first round. It's not a lot because they don't last long. But there's always been one every single year. So how many do you guys think will go this year? I, I mean zero. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I just wow. have a, I just have a feeling that there is there's a lot of other you know there's a lot of line help offensively and defensively this year. Yeah, defensive line is hugely stacked this year, and I just think that uh, you know although there's going to be some needs for teams, I think they have bigger needs and are going to uh, are going to go elsewhere. Yeah, and running backs are always like they're. You can find them later. For sure. Like King Henry was a second round pick. And then there's 
it just the nature Alvin of the Cook, position is just that you can Joe find Mixon. Him, like you can there's find a, him later. Yeah, there's a sure. lot of guys. Jonathan Taylor was a second round pick. Yeah, so I think I think there'd probably be two that go in the first round. I think Kenny Walker is going to be a first round pick. Yeah, I'm I'm 100 on that for sure. And uh, probably one other guy. So I think two this year. But do you know where? Do you think where? Any any idea where? Not a clue. I'm just fucking shooting in the dark here. But so the problem here is in the last five years, there's only been like picked it running backs picked in the first round. There's only been like I mean, okay, there's four real studs, but two of them are consistently injured. So really that means there's two studs over the last five years picked in the first round, in my opinion. So like Jesse, you've got them listed here. So you got Clyde Edward Edward Tillaire, you got Josh Jacobs, Saquon. Rashad Penny, Sony Michelle, Leonard Fournette, CMC, and Zeke. So for me, the only studs here are Fournette and Zeke. The other ones, of course, Saquon would be, and of course, CMC would be if they can stay on the field, but they can't. And their injuries are longer term than we've seen out of Fournette and Zeke, in my opinion. Well, Leonard, like he's been hurt before. He, he got hurt for a season. And yeah, he's definitely yeah, he, been hurt. But he... he He's more or less was huge this year. He wasn't really good until playoffs last the year before. With playoff uh, Lenny, playoff Lenny. Yeah, I was going to put that in there too, but <laughs> everyone knew who that was. <laughs> uh, and when Christian McCaffrey is, he's he's, he's playing. He's awesome. Yep. He's I, like, don't get me wrong, Travis Henry. There, oh, Travis Henry. Ciao. <laughs> 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 that was a long time ago for the yeah. Buffalo Bills. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Henry, like he, and he finally got hurt. Like he was, but he was a big boy too, right? Yeah. But I still think CMC is the best running back in the league when he's healthy. Derek, by the way, it's Derek. Yeah, Derek. Yeah, but <laughs> uh, that—that's what I'm just. I, 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 it's tough. Like I get what you're saying. He's been injured the, the last couple of years, but he also put up one of the best. Um, years ever for running back he was one of the he's i don't know if he it's only marshall falk but i know marshall falk and him are one of the only guys that ever gotten a thousand yards and a thousand yards receiving sorry a thousand yards rushing a thousand yards receiving i'm pretty sure it's just two fuck you know what i'm just because i'm gonna challenge and say (laughs) tomlinson's in there ladanian's gotta be in there yes lt's gotta be in there (laughs) So I'm saying more than two, and LT is my extra guy. Right. Um, so what, what I'm getting at here is that the first of uh, picking an RB first round is super super risky because I mean our RB is risky. Period. Right? The injury front is ridiculous on an RB. So you know all of these guys have had injury issues. I mean Zeke hasn't had crazy injury issues, but he's out a couple games a year, right? Uh, CMC for fuck's sakes, Peter. Uh, <laughs> so the answer, real quick, you both lose. So uh, CMC joined Roger wow. Craig and Marshall Falk as the only players with a thousand rushing in, a thousand receiving yards. So there's three guys, none of which are Ladanian Tomlinson, and it's not <laughs> two guys. So you both lose. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Well, at least Jesse got a minus two. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Okay, I 
I can see where Josh is going with this. And I 100%, I'm not a big fan of running backs in the first round, but sometimes they're just too hard not to go for. Like ones that change, change squads around more or less was Barkley and Zeke and CMC. Like that, those are the only last ones in a couple of years that I see. Like we said, we talked about, they've been often injured except for Zeke. Um, Yeah. Like we were talking about who you can get in the second round. There's guys there. Yeah. And really only right now that's transforming a team to get like do better is the Titans. And that's Derrick Henry. Yeah. And like, that's the only running back that's transforming a team. And when he came back, he came, well, he wasn't Taylor, much. Taylor maybe too. in uh, for the Colts. Yeah. I yep. I'd agree uh, with that. Yeah. Like <clears throat> Colts are looking to get rid of Wentz for sure. Wentz, you? Wentz didn't have a bad season. <laughs> Like he, he, like if you look at like what he did, he, it wasn't that it wasn't a bad season. It just wasn't like the rest of the enough. quarterbacks. Yeah. And uh, really, like if you in that Jaguar game, Taylor did nothing in the last game of the season to get into the playoffs. So obviously, Wentz couldn't do anything either. But it, it I guess you could say, uh, Taylor kind of changed a, a bit of the team, but. They lost to the Jaguars. They're the first overall pick, and they just had a win and be in the and they've been in the playoffs. Yeah. So, well, that's what I'm like. Like, yeah, don't go for a for, uh, pick in the first round. I do think two will get taken, and they will be Kenny Walker and Bryce Hall. Two of them. Kev, what do you think? How many? Tree, bro. Three. Three. Three wow. Come on, come on, Kev. <laughs> Which, which which three? Oh, dude, no, no, none of us went with name. one. <laughs> you could have so easily just gone with one. No, it's probably I don't right. have no names. I just have a you know, whatever. I say three. Well, yeah, gut feeling. All right. So my last question here for the combine is: Who do you think will be go number one overall? So number one overall is the Jags. I have picked my boy. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson from ooh, ooh. from where? Michigan Wolverines, yeah. <laughs> yeah. best def- defensive lineman in the league, probably probably the safest pick I think too. Because I, I like I, agree, I I see some other picks here, and Jags do need O line for sure to protect uh, Trevor Lawrence, but I it's tough for me. Like O line is tricky. Whereas D line, you're pretty much if you, who's ever the best in the draft is going to be that guy for D line. Yeah, you're probably not wrong there. So it's just it's just a safer pick, but you can get guys in rounds below as long as you can get decent uh, coaching, which clearly the Jags need, which they might get with Doug Peterson. But you need O line coaching. Like the Rams weren't taking any guys. Like their biggest pick was Whitworth, right? After that, they were all low-end guys. They traded for uh, Colbert, who was, and it was a second-round pick that they traded for a fifth. So you can get not, guys. It's not all about the Rams, Jesse. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying you can get these guys at. at uh, this is proving my point. I just got to bring up the Rams because they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, did and, they? And, I, didn't, and, I didn't know. <laughs> and they they found these guys late round, and they picked up. Ageless wonder O line guy, and uh, he dominated. So like you, you just gotta you gotta be picky. I find with 
O-line and with D-line get the best guys available because they, they, those guys are just, they, they got one mode, rushing the passer and that's what you go with. Yeah. So I think they should pull a Titans circa 2016 draft, I think, and trade out of that number one overall slot and pick up some more picks along the way. Because I don't really think there's really anyone worthy of that first overall pick. Hey, Peter, who did they trade with? Yeah, the Rams, I know. The two <laughs> 2001 Super Bowl champs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate you, Jesse. I hate you right to <laughs> your core. Uh, I didn't bring it up. You did. I'm just saying. I know. I mean, I, I can't. Anyway. But if they don't trade out of the pick, even though I think they should, but I hope they don't because they're in division rival too. So I hope they don't and they just fuck it up. But I think they're going to go with Evan Neal straight out of Bama. Uh, yeah. I think he'll fit in as uh, probably fit in as their left tackle and try to protect Trevor Lawrence. I think he got sacked a bunch of times this past season. And uh, it'd be nice to get him a bit more protection. Maybe not worth that first overall pick, though. So maybe they should try and trade out of it. But that's my pick, Evan Neal. I agree, man. You got to take you got to take a player that's going to protect uh, your franchise. QB, that's what they're going with is uh, is Trevor Lawrence. So you got to protect him. 100% agree. Um, Coming out of Alabama, pretty much anybody that comes out of Alabama is going to be a good player. Uh, Mine is Trent Richardson, uh, but that's obviously on the opposite side of the ball. But, uh, and I have a little bit of hate on for Trent Richardson for another reason. First overall pick in my fantasy draft (laughs) years and years and years ago. And he fucked up for me, but. Uh, I think he's the right guy for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Although I would love to see Hutchison go first just because he's a Michigan boy. Um, but I don't think it's going to happen. He, I do think he's going to go number two to Detroit uh, on that edge rushing. A uh, couple, couple other picks that I just wanted to throw out here. Uh, my six round pick, or not six round, sorry, six overall pick. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are taking hometown boy from Pitt, Kenny Pickett. And that's going to fill up, uh, obviously, Mason Rudolph is going to start the year next year, well, you would assume. Uh, but I think that uh, Pickett is the guy in the future. Sorry, who is – he's a quarterback? Yeah, QB, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's where I think where Pittsburgh's going. And then the next pick um, is probably the number one prospect in the draft for me, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. And I think he's going to end up going seventh, which should be the Bears pick. But yeah, Bears. It, I'm pretty sure it's going to end up, I think it's ends up being the giant somehow. I can't fucking remember how, but that's anyway. Um, but he is, uh, you know, Thibodeau has, has been dubbed as the, the best prospect uh, from a D line standpoint, uh, obviously in Hutchinson is right there. Um, so it's interesting to see that, and I, you know, I went through a lot of mock drafts and they have him a lot lower and, but I just, I'm not, you know, maybe it's, Maybe it's been because of the the uh, did he he must not have been in the combine was he did he not do combine workouts just you know Thibodeau I'm not entirely sure I, I think the whole thing behind Thibodeau is that he's he's got a higher ceiling right but uh, Hutchinson has the higher floor <laughs> I was fucking looking up <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> so so like the safe bet is Hutchinson 
and then the guy that probably the only guy that could beat Hutchinson too is Thibodeau. And like, don't get me wrong, Hutchinson has a huge ceiling as well, but he's mo- more known as a high motor guy. Just doesn't oh, yeah. stop trying. So he doesn't have the athletic. He, he does have a huge athletic build, but not as big as Thibodeau. Well, if I was going number one overall pick, I would be going for the highest ceiling I can find. That's just those me guys can, Those guys can bust, though. They can boom or rust for sure, but mm-hmm. that's that would be my philosophy. I would go for the ceiling. Even if the floor is so low that that ceiling, you can <laughs> barely see it. That'd I be huge, still... too, because like, like you guys have it both with uh, Evan Neal going there, uh, Michigan boy going to do a Michigan team in the second overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, he would fucking never win a fucking championship. But... <laughs> 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 it's coming from a Bears fan. <laughs> uh, hey, man. Some other people on this uh, Zoom call do not have a Super Bowl. <laughs> well, some do. <laughs> a yard away, all right, Jesse? A yard away. I know, and before that drive, there was a 73-yard touchdown pass, too. Hmm. No hard Good work. Going to challenge? <laughs> Can we can we get to the penalty box already? Oh, I haven't heard Kev's. I haven't heard Kev's. Sorry, 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 Kev. Sorry, Kev. Start talking over him, Kev. My bad. I I like all the shade you've been throwing the Leafs, though. That's been good. (laughs) (laughs) I took that Kyle Hamilton just because. Saw a name, saw Kyle. And if I had a son, I was going to name him Kyle. And that's why I took him. So this is based on, on who? You would have named your child. No, yeah. Who, who, who is he? What is what is what is it? He's a safety. A safe has a safety ever gone first overall? I, I honestly don't know, but it's, I doubt it. I I I don't that I'd be shocked. That's not usually a guy that goes first overall, that's for sure. Wouldn't that be something? Hmm. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm thinking more like five or seven for him like he's he's good he's, he's probably gonna go top 10 but i don't know about number one well i'm gonna toss it out there if anyone uh wants to take the bait i don't think a safety's ever got number one overall challenge away boys fuck challenge i gotta away. do it i'm doing fuck it, it i will fuck <laughs> it i will challenge Screw challenge. <laughs> challenge they have not just because that's what i said right so what so, what well i'll say challenge they have Okay. <laughs> okay. So, hang on. Pizza, I'm so saying I, a safety has never happen. gone first overall. And Josh and and Kev are saying that there say has yes. been a safety. I say yes. Josh, Josh is wimping out. I say yes. I don't think he is. I think he was on board. I heard a challenge. Yeah, you can't well, renege a challenge. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so Peter said, "Never, never a safety is number one." Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're probably right, and I probably fucked that up by agreeing or by not agreeing because <laughs> I wanted to agree. But I am going to be true to what I said because I did challenge. So I'll say that there is with somebody. Hopefully, hopefully, I don't know. I doubt it. But Ed Reed was first overall, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Man, yeah, there's no way that it's your best bet is like ball. somebody in the fucking 60s or yeah, something. <laughs> there's no way they're deserving a safety. No fucking way. Why we looked that up, yeah. Kev? Why don't you let us know who is in this week's penalty box? box. Well, <laughs> we have uh, Brittany um, Griner. Uh, she got arrested uh, with drug charges coming um, from, well, I guess, from Russia to the U.S. Um, they went through her luggage and found some uh, marijuana paraphernalia as oh. what you would put into some kind of a vape pen. Um, this could actually put her in 10 years in jail. Uh, she has been quite the player. I mean, she's the one that, that, that dunks that we've talked about before. Uh, she plays for the Phoenix Mercury. Mercury. Uh, she makes more money playing in Russia, which most of the ladies do when the game's over here. They go back to make some more money somewhere else, which Russia is a big spot. Uh, she's 31 years old, has won Olympic golds. Uh, she's won a WNBA championship, and she's also a seven-time All-Star with her possibly being put into jail for 10 years is definitely going to hurt her team. So I just, you know, stupidity, I guess. I mean, it could be an oops that she had it in her luggage and didn't know, but come on, girl. I mean, wow. Uh, yeah. Kev, this is fucking ridiculous. Like she's a great player in the, in the WNBA. And now this is ridiculous for two reasons. First off, she's it's ridiculous that she tried to get over the border uh, or over flights, whatever, with with uh, marijuana. That's just stupid. Uh, doesn't matter where you're coming from, whether the uh, the place to or fro is against or for marijuana, legal or not. You you just can't you can't take it into another country. That's just it's a no brainer. So this is absolutely ridiculous that she would do this. Um, there's no fucking way that she forgot that it was in her purse type thing or her carry on. Um, so, you know, obviously she's in the box for that, but I'm also going to throw out there a little side penalty box. I'm going to throw the WNBA in the penalty box because they're not paying their ladies nearly enough money. Why do they have to go to Russia to go make a million and a half dollars to, to supplement, you know, that income of the 200 grand that she's making in the WNBA. It's ridiculous. You have a great league in the WNBA. There's lots of followers and basketball is huge in, in the, uh, in the U S you know, obviously the NBA is obviously massive. It's, you know, it's much bigger than the WNBA, of course, but they, they need to make this WNBA bigger and they need to keep their ladies in the country when they're, you know, during the off season. So shit like this doesn't happen they're, They should be paying 200 grand when Russia's saying, Hey, we'll pay a million and a half. That's ridiculous. Well, so I would throw out there that I doubt it's the WNBA. That's like, they probably have some sort of salary structure that's based on revenue that sure. they like, they can't just choose to pay more. They pay based on what their revenue is and their revenue must just not be there. Maybe that's partially their fault for, I don't know, bad advertising or some shit. Marketing, yeah. But I don't know if it's fair to just toss out that it's on the WNBA for not paying their players enough. It'd be more or less on the owners. On the owners, but that's like, the WNBA, well, like, right? 
like you, I don't even know. Is it even the owners or is it? Well, when we talk about the MLB, the fans, really? when we, yeah, but when we talk about the MLB, we talk about the, the league being the owners and, you know, so that's, it's the same that the, the owners are the league. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's difficult to figure out on what he's saying is, is hard to understand. I agree with Peter. Like we don't know the revenue stream, but even if we did, like you would get, you have to give those that out. Right. So that the PA, I, I'm assuming there's a WNBA, NBA, uh, PA, um, that they would know this and this is what they can get. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's not like, like if you said, uh, fucking Connor McDavid, he only makes, whatever he makes 14 million bucks a year that's garbage he's the best player the 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 league should pay him more or he goes over to the khl to make it's not up no but it's not up to the league to pay him more they can't there's Mm -hmm. a salary gap and they have a max he's not at the max but that's fair but i mean so you're saying that basically then like assuming with revenue streams that the the audience is larger in russia for the w Russia BA, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? You, you could like, also uh, argue though that with everyone having like the Russian ol- oligarchs there and everything like that, don't want to be too p- political, but like, no, no, everyone has money over there too, right? So maybe they just don't anymore, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe tickets cost a thousand dollars worth of rubles. That's why she's coming back. She's like, oh, there's not enough money here now, <laughs> but uh. You could argue that, like, because they get their means from wherever, right? I don't know how it's regulated there, but I doubt it's very, it's it's well regulated. Still, it's it's been a it's been a long-standing issue with the WNBA that they do not play pay the players enough. There was they just fined the New York Liberty because they paid extra out of their own fucking pocket to fly a chartered plane instead of fucking a regular old commercial plane for the team. They find them a bunch of cash because you can't do that in the WMU. But that's yeah. dumb. They're spending their own fucking money. That's the, like, and they I don't even make that. that much money, right? But so the, there, there's, there's insurance an issue with the WNBA. The, there's insurance issues with that. The WNBA needs more viewership, and that's yeah, the thing. Exactly. That's yeah. that's the point I'm trying to get across. Like, if if you want players to get paid more, you got to watch them play. You got to contribute. You got to buy tickets. I know, but the Russians can somehow do it. And there's no way that the Russians have got a bigger fan following in their, you know, WR. You never know, man. (laughs) Putin says watch the WNBA. You watch the the, the Russian WNBA. I guess. I don't know. On uh, Saturday news. Saturday news, yeah. There's a defensive back who played safety named Gary Glick. You Gary like Glick is my new favorite player, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been a fucking long-ass time ago. He was drafted in 1956. First overall. God damn it. The only. Uh, the only. Back. The only defensive <laughs> yeah. back. I went through it, and I didn't see any. Like, I'm looking for S's, right? They're going through yeah. the list. I'm like, nothing, nothing. I'm like, I got to check this again. Then I saw DB. I'm like, oh, please, please. Sure enough. So I was hoping it wasn't a corner because that would have fucked Kevin Iroyi. <laughs> Apparently, he was also a quarterback and a linebacker and a running back or some shit. Well, that's why know. he was drafted uh, number I, one. Then. I read it really quickly. But the utility he, player. He played safety in the NFL, so I lose. Well, since you started that there, Pedro, carry on, sir. Yeah, carry on with your losing ways, bud. Yeah, let's... Uh, <laughs> 
I'll let you know how the scores have done. So I lost on that one. And Kevin seems to be a fucking trend today. Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) Oh, hey, someone's there. Yeah, you're you're only I think at minus two. Oh, yeah, that's why I was oh, I'm like, oh, he's already oh, got three. Somebody's writing in my boxes. <laughs> Probably so uh, you can type and talk at the same time. <laughs> so we've got three challenges today. I'm going to start with the last one, which is: Has a safety ever been drafted first overall? Yes, they have. Yeah. Fucking Gary Glick. Gary. Fuck you, Fuck you Gary Glick. That's what I have to say. That's why I didn't want to stay any near near that because I knew it was like, oh, it's probably something a hundred years ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I gambled it. I lost. Uh, so hey, I'm you about... even challenged us to challenge you. I put it out there. Let me tell you, man, I was scared to, to do it, but <laughs> I, I had to go shit. with what I said. I didn't give it. Go. There you go. Whatever. Uh, so that's a minus one for me, plus one for Kevin Josh. You got also um, another minus one. Josh the, had another minus one. With, uh, he thought the, it was LT. That's right, the 1,000-1,000. So the running backs that have ever had 1,000 yards receiving and rushing. Oh. Uh, Josh and Jesse both had a minus one on that challenge. Yep, we did. Jesse said there was two. There's actually three. Josh said the third was Lavanian Tomlinson. It was, who was it? Roger, Roger Craig. Craig. I don't even know who that Another is. Another guy from yesteryear <laughs> fucking I, us I, over. I actually <laughs> knew that too. I knew that he was part of it too. And I just, I was like, who was the other guy? I couldn't remember. Yeah, sure, sure he did, Jesse. Mm-hmm. He had the and, on a brain. And the first challenge of the day was Lorenzo Insigne. I didn't think he was a striker. He certainly is. Uh, <laughs> so Jesse got a point off of that one, and I lost one. So that brings the season totals. I dropped to a plus one. Still, in the yeah. Bottom. Kev is climbing, climbing up to a minus six. Yeah. Guess he didn't move at all, bitch. <laughs> I was in two challenges, bud. Hey, I just won one. I, I know how to win them. That's the problem. Hey, 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 no, hey, no. And Josh is also a bitch. Doesn't move at all. Again, in two challenges, (laughs) (laughs) buddy. And stays below zero minus two. So, Jesse has uh, pulled away as a result of today's affairs by doing nothing, really. Peter, Yosh is within three, bud. That's okay. I'm okay with being in the company of Yosh. If I'm in Kev's company, that's trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... Oh, uh, you caught him deep on that one. I can tell. I'm looking for something to throw at you. He's looking for something to throw at you, I love you, buddy, but you, you're tripping my leaves earlier today. and I, oh, People don't forget. God. People don't forget. Well, Kev, we're going to stick with you because Pete's chirping you, so we got to chirp you on your fucking bitch beer. How was your drink? <laughs> Lay it on him. Lay it actually, on. it was actually decent, man. I mean, the electrotonic juniper saison this beer is dry with gin botanicals eastbound brewing company 6.1 eh, again this is all about the can what the can looked like it was all pretty like and that looks like a transformer exploding kev that's you know, pretty cool yeah, it is it is pretty decent it's actually a light bulb that goes on you know 
but it was decent. I liked it. Yeah, but the other part in the bottom, that's a transformer. I'm an electrician. Oh, yeah, that thing? Okay, yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> so I should have thought that as well because I'm in construction. But <laughs> when you said transformer, I was like, Optimus Prime. Oh, yeah. No, no, that's my beard coming up, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pedro, how was yours, sir? Thanks, Kev. My donuts for days from uh, Dildo Brewing Company and Museum. Who? From straight where? Out of Dil- straight out of Dildo, Newfoundland. Dildo. Who makes a beer that's got dildo and fucking Who makes donuts a city? in the same Who makes Dildo a city is the name of the town. It's a very real name. You know what goes good with dildo? <laughs> donuts. There you tell donuts. I mean, it's like ring toss, right? Dildo. It's like ring toss. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's, it's yeah. You um, Sorry, was that offside? <laughs> no, man, everything's oh, onside. It was. Oh, it's oh, okay. So it's the plane. The plane goes all quick. the way up, right? So, <laughs> yeah. uh, Eighteen plus. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it was is it's a tasty beer. I would have it again. It's a seven point eight percent. So that dildo that, was uh, good in your mouth, then I see. That dildo in my mouth was fantastic. <laughs> Wait, what? What? <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> Boy, so next week we're all getting choke beers. <laughs> I, have... <laughs> I have good news for you, boys. I stocked up a little bit. This is not my only dildo beer. You'll see more. <laughs> so you're rolling with the same the same brewery for a few weeks in a row. Here is that what's going on? You're a kitty bitty for the last three or four weeks. Now, now, I'm on, you're, now I'm on the dildo. Now you're on the dildo. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. So that's uh, that's my beer. It was good. I would recommend. I doubt you can get it where you are, but fuck yeah. Uh, Jesse, how was your not a bitch beer? <laughs> I mean, it's still a bitch. Love it. Medium. I mean, my not a bitch beer was good. There's an IPA. I haven't had IP in a while. It was a double IPA, so it was really good. Super hoppy. Yeah, solid. Thought I would have had a chance at the leaderboard for this week. I thought so, too. Yeah. <laughs> we were very wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was good. I've never heard of Woodhouse Brewing, so mm. I, might look, I might look around for it again. Remind us, Josh, how potent your fucking poison is today. Well... I mean, it's potent. It's not a transformer, Pete, but it is a robo hop. <laughs> it's a robo hop. More from, than meets the. Uh, that's right. From Great Lakes Brewery, uh, double New England IPA, really fucking good. I'm probably gonna go to the Lickbo this week and get more of this one. I do. I realize I say that all the time, but this one's seriously. I'm going to get more. He's like, never I did, done it. He never. No, done I have. It. Not I, once. Uh, not once. No, I have. I have a couple times. Challenge, yeah, but nothing crazy. Yeah, I'm in with that challenge. No, I have. Never I have. Happened. I have because I've doubled up on stuff, boys. I thought he got Chinko a couple times. Chevchenko. Yeah, Chevchenko. Number exactly. nine. Chevchenko nine. Exactly. That's uh, forefathers. But we're talking about Great Lakes today, boys. Come on. Come on. Anyway. So how potent is it? You still haven't told us how potent oh, it is. I just, it's, He's uh, he fond of Robohop. Yeah. That's Robohop. 8.5, man. Much larger. Uh, that's Much larger. Bar- barely larger. You guys definitely need to. Marginally larger. Step your game up. 
Not even a full dildos hey, worth larger. You need to step your game up because I got some heavy hitters over the next couple weeks, boys. All right. I might have to go outside of Stratford. Just letting you know. <laughs> go outside of Stratford. <laughs> God damn it, I gotta go to Kitchener. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Some moonshine or some shit from these farmers out here. Oh, there <laughs> we go. Speaking of moonshine, Kev, why don't you drink Murphy's Law anymore? Yeah, good I do, I do drink it, but just not on the show. Challenge, yeah. <laughs> you well, haven't I, had yeah. it since episode 31. Yeah, I just, you know, it's not easy to find. The best thing to do is just get it online from them. But So it is easy to find. Yeah. I, I just, like I said, I just drink it at home. I just don't do it for the pot anymore because the IPAs is where it's at on this show. So It doesn't have to be. That's right. just, that just kind of happened. Uh, yeah, Peter's getting into the stouts. I've had plenty. Yeah, and Josh is in a couple. I've, I think you need I've to get my, you, you yeah, can have cocktails. I've had my fair share with 11.9%. I've had a 9%, 10%. Come on, man. You can have water. Get more. Get more in you. Relentlessly trippy about it. I probably have more beers at the start of the show than any of you guys combined. Yeah, but they're clear 2.0s. So I think oh yeah yeah so every three beers is one <laughs> i say that but i actually like clear one clear two point oh two but i'm just i can't I help but chirp it. i mean they're okay when it's really 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 hot out and you need some water <laughs> yeah. they're meant they're for hydration, hydration. yeah <laughs> exactly exactly all right so i think that's gonna do it boys what do you think should we wrap her up give her a whirl so. All right. It was a good show. It was a good show. We laughed a lot, especially in the second half. <laughs> Weird how that works. Well, yeah, funny how that works. All right. So everyone here, Jesse, Kevin, Peter, myself, Yosh, the points panelists, we'd like to thank you for listening. Please subscribe on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts, right down here. I know you can do it. Oh, yeah. Give us a subscribe wherever you listen to us uh, on the old audio thing, whether it's Josh is drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> could be Spotify, could be Apple Podcasts, could be Google Podcasts. Give us a like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Points Penalties. And until next week, stay, stay out, out of the, the penalty, penalty box. box.